I'm Harrison. And I'm Amir. And we believe that one of life's most valuable assets is the gift of conversation. In the midst of life, sometimes we forget the true power of a deep, meaningful conversation. So take a breath, come join us, and let's talk about life. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Let's Talk About Life podcast. My name is Harrison King. And my name is Amir Koro. And uh, we are talking about something. Amir doesn't know what we're talking about today. I've been thinking about this, you know, as the as the days progressed. And I was like, we're going to change it up a little bit. You know, we've been talking about some good kind of life things, this whole point. But but there's something that we haven't discussed. And, and I want to just throw it out there and I want you to start. What are your thoughts on the supernatural? The supernatural? So I'm talking, right I'm yeah. talking spirits. Uh-huh. I'm talking if you want to get into like kind of ghosts, even mm-hmm. we want to go that kind of possession route, which is always talked about in horror movies, but a lot of the, again, those positive things to this. And I'm curious your thoughts. That's, that's, the, that's all I'm giving you. Gotcha. Ooh, he threw it up. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just so y'all know, he, like we, we didn't talk about, we were going to talk about what we were going to talk about this week. So I'm going to do my best. Not the show, not the show. Yeah. Just yeah, the uh, just supernatural occurrences, yeah. events. What, oh, what are your yeah. first? What's your Dean. first? Oh, Dean from Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> um, first thought. I, in all honesty, I'm not like a super big, I guess, believer or proponent, or I'm not like super into mm-hmm. like the supernatural or things like that. I think when I was Catholic, because because I was born and raised Catholic, I think I definitely was a lot more kind of in that realm because you combine like the the Catholic upbringing with the Filipino superstitious upbringing, mm-hmm. you know, like that was a big part kind of, right. of like my life growing up. It's like if the spoon falls and that means that you're going to have a male guest and if you drop a fork, it's going to be a female. I think it might be reversed. Um but yeah, I think when I was younger growing up, I think that was a bigger part of my consciousness than it is now. Right now, I'm not too big in that realm. I think I'm less in the supernatural and more just in the spiritual and not necessarily spiritual in the sense of like a belief structure, but more so spiritual in a sense of like a, a way of going through through life and you know embracing whatever comes at you so that's kind of mm-hmm. where i'm at with that i'm curious to hear where you are yeah um i've recently had a, i had this conversation with um somebody and i don't think i've ever talked about it like publicly so i think it's it's an interesting thing so in in grade i want to say grade 12 i i did a project and and the assignment was just to do a presentation 10 15 minute presentation on literally anything and i was like i'm gonna do it on ghosts that was me that's what i said so it, it turned out that my um, mom knew somebody, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, but her daughter um, can see spirits or ghosts. And I didn't talk to her, but I talked to the mom. And I had about like an hour and a half, two hour long conversation. She told me all these stories. And I used to be pretty skeptical about this stuff. I didn't really believe it. But having heard it firsthand... And all the things that she explained to me, it really changed how I thought about some of this stuff. So I'll tell you a couple, a couple mm-hmm. things, and then we can just kind of debrief. And and I, let me say that I, I don't know if there's a there's a distinct yes or no. Like some people experience things, whatever it could be something else. Nobody really knows, right? I just think mm-hmm. it's cool, cool to think about. Um, and and it makes it I don't know. I think it's kind of fun to think that we're not just 
just this realm kind of happening. So, so the most notable one is, is, um, back home in grade like three or four, there's a certain place that we go. Um, it's like a historical site and there was like a big battle there. Right. Um, Oh, it's the battle of Batash. I don't know how much you know about that, but, um, it's a, it's a thing in the prairies and, uh, they went for the trip. It's a school trip. And they were talking all about, um, you know, the what had happened. And like, I don't know if it was, I think it was like the general or something. They were talking about him. And 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 this this girl goes, oh, that's him right there at the top, at the, at the front of the church. And they were like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, well, he's wearing blah, 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 blah. And they described him. And they were like, that's, yeah, that's who we're talking about. But there's nobody up there. And she's like, well, he's up there. He has no feet. He's just, he's up at the front of the, at the church, but he's got no feet. And they were like, they didn't understand what was going on. They're like, I don't know. She's, she's a kid. Maybe she's just saying stuff. Um, but this, this happened, continued to happen. And, and they realized that the, the parents and um, they realized that she was able to, she was seeing spirits and they always appeared with no feet. Like they, they went about, you know, mid calf kind of thing. And then they were just floating. They were a little translucent. Right. And, uh, and the other notable one that I found interesting was she was on the phone uh, the mom was on the phone. Friend called her in the morning, early morning, and her 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 dad had been dealing with I don't know cancer or some some sort of disease, and 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 uh, it was in the hospital. And then you know, friend had called to say my dad passed away last night or or this morning, whatever. Well, I think it was recently, right? This morning, and uh, whatever. She ends up you know puts the call down and and gets a call from upstairs from her from her daughter, who's like, "Where's the the guy the." The bagpipe player from school, he's up in your office. And she's like, what are you, what are you talking about? She's like, no, he's up, he's up in your office here. The, uh, the bagpipe player from school. And, and this man who had just, just, she just got a call that her, this friend's dad died. The, the dad used to play bagpipes for Remembrance Day at her kid's school. And, and she was like, yeah, he's in uniform, just like he would be in Remembrance Day. And this was... Like minutes after she just got this phone call, she hadn't told anybody. This kid had no idea what was going on. Yet she was like, "He's here up in the room," and and there were many many occasions. I have other stories that that she shared, and it went on forever. But it went it got to a point, you know, for me as a, as a listener, um, and then reflecting on it, it's like there's a point where it's you can't argue that it's a coincidence anymore because of of some of the things that she was she was explaining and then turned out that her, her grandma this kid's grandma had a similar thing sometimes it runs in the family and they were able to kind of bond over it and they learned how to you know it was kind of scary you're a kid you're seeing things that other people aren't seeing um and that there, there's more to it but that's that's kind of what changed my mind about it where it's like okay i had never heard somebody other than like a movie where it's like based on a true story I I had never heard of a, a first person kind of account of these things happening. So that's a very long explanation, but that's that's why I brought this up because that's where I'm at. I think I think it's fully possible, and I think all those things. Now, horror movies specifically are always talking about the bad things, but I think there's a lot of good stuff, you know, um, that or just it, it's definitely possible that we just don't have the sense to view things that are no longer living in this realm. That's my conclusion. There you go. <laughs> gotcha. Damn, that's 
That's, that's a really interesting story. That's really crazy. It reminds me of a, I have this one friend, uh, I work with her, one of my coworkers and good friends. She also, like, she has told me, and, and I've, of course, always, always been skeptical and stuff, um, but she has told me that um, that she's also a seer as well, and she's mm. actually, like, studying and, like, training, you know, to, like, go into that. Um, like, and she says, like, as a kid, like, she saw, like, these, like, spirits or whatever, you know, uh, whatever it was. And then she, like, her, like, family did believe her. And, like, then she went to therapy instead and, you know, and, and right. all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I think I've, I've still always kind of been skeptical because I think there there's a lot of, I, I think the entire correlation causation thing mm -hmm. I think is kind of, kind of like where, where I'm approaching from is like, you know, like coincidences, cor lots of C words, coincidences, correlation, <laughs> causation, um, coinky dink, yeah. you know? <laughs> all, all that kind of stuff. So I'm still, mm -hmm. I'm still a skeptic, but I think the more interesting question to like the, the interesting question to ask in regards to, you know, perhaps like all these supernatural forces and everything, you know, is okay. So whether, so if they do exist or if they don't, or like whatever, whatever, you know, our paradigm is, how will that influence kind of the way that we carry ourselves and the way that we approach? Life? There you go. What do you think? So, okay. <laughs> well, to answer my own question. Yeah. 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 I want to hear. Um, I think whether they do or don't exist, won't change too much of the way I conduct myself. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think I'm just going to keep on doing, doing me, honestly. Right. It's like, okay. It, like if I were in that position, it's like, okay, whoa, I can see a spirit. Okay. Anyways, right. let me just Doesn't continue on, you. you know, exactly. There's part of me that's still skeptical. It's like, could it possibly be a form of psychosis? You know, of course. Um, yeah. I, and I think about, you know, all those different things and then, yeah. And like how the human brain, like, is a meaning making machine, which means that mm -hmm. we can derive meaning from like sometimes things that don't inherently have any meaning and mm -hmm. then, you know, extrapolate from that something else. But like bringing it back to the question that I asked myself that I'm now answering, I think whether or not they like, whether or not like there is a supernatural realm, it won't really change too much of how I behave anyways. And so it's not yeah. like too big of a concern on my part. What about you? Like, how no, do you find it's not like something I think about daily, right? Mm -hmm. I just, mm -hmm. I, I do pun. I, I would, Move it more over to, you would kind of mentioned like the spiritual realm, which is like this, I guess. I don't know how I, I, I think of things more in energy sources, which is this is all connected to that. I, I mean, I personally believe through my learnings and, and all kinds of different, um, you know, experiences and whatever that, that we are, there's something beyond this this experience that we can um like sense with the five senses we have right i i think this is something that i do think about that you know there's there's animals that can see colors we can't see because we just don't have the capabilities of doing it i think there's something else going on it might be in right here like we can't even fathom what's going on because we don't have a, a, any form of uh you know reference point but i think there's we don't have the sense to even know some things that are going on around us specifically energetic fields which would relate to this this type of thing because 
Um, now, like energy stuff, a lot of it can be measured. A lot of people refuse to acknowledge that it's true. But um, I don't know if you know anything about like Joe Dispenza. He's like, I've heard he's like I've real life Joe. Jesus. You know, he's just a doctor who's learned how how to manipulate energy, essentially. And he's healed people from cancer on the spot. And it's legitimately gone. There's ways you can do things. And people are like, oh, it's like, you know, magic or whatever. No, it's just something that most the average person is not really thinking about. And we've been like kind of, I think, trained to believe is fake or not possible. It's not something that we've grown up with as being like a, a possibility, maybe. So that's where I come from. I, again, don't know necessarily as far as like ghosts go when you say like transparent, like, you know, she was talking about transparent kind of images of people. Uh, maybe that's just a form of of some sort of sense that she could have. She has a little heightened something or other that she could see that. I don't know. But personally, I think believing that makes me feel comforted because, um, like you said, it doesn't really affect you or not. I think even if, let me put it this way. So we have a, I, I, somebody was talking about believing in God. And, and I relate to this, not on the God sense, but he was like, listen, I don't know. I don't know if God's real, but I know that my life will be better when I, if I live my life believing that God exists, my life will be better than if I just didn't at all. I know that I know that it might not be true, but me at least giving myself the ability to, or the allowing myself to believe it will result in a better life. That's what I, he believes. And I agree with that. Not in, in maybe the God sense uh, for me, but for this kind of spiritual energetic stuff, believing when you sit down, I can like, you know, talk to the universe and feel like there's something out there that I'm not alone. gives me a sense of peace. So that's what I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, I like that. I relate to that. I, I, yeah, I very much relate to that. I'm curious, like what has your own, I guess, journey been like spiritually? Like, do you have any experiences like with religion or anything like mm. that? Like what has kind of led you kind of to where you currently are at in kind of like the spiritual sense? Right. I, uh, my grandparents are both, both sides of my grandparents are very, uh, are, are Christian. Um, so my parents were through association Basically, you know, growing up, that's all they knew. Um, we used to go to church when I was really young. Um, and then we kind of stopped. And my family doesn't really practice religion. I think my parents may call themselves Christians. I'm not actually sure. We haven't talked about it. I don't because I don't agree personally with a lot of the religious side of things uh, in the sense that I think of religion as kind of a rule book. All religions are generally talking about the same thing, which I would refer to as spirituality. So I would say I, I practice and think about spirituality with abs the absence of a religion, if that makes any sense, which is essentially Buddhism, right? Kind of like, like that's, and I don't know that much. I'm not even able to talk about Buddhism, but from my knowledge, that's essentially what it is, right? And it's like you, you are the host of the religion personally, and then you figure out how to, you know, um, you're, you're on your own spiritual journey without, you know, outside forces. So that's where I'm at. I, I am not a, uh, again, this is all just personal and I'm not like attacking other religion or anything. I think there, you know, there's valid place for all, all things like that. Um, I, I like having the absence of like outside rules where I get to kind of, like we talked about last week, 
you know, figure things out as what's working for me and what's not. So that's, that's kind of where I've come to. And that's just been a accumulation of um, a lot of just different learning, you know, like through life and, and listening to people talk and, and uh, it all kind of started with a, a book I read. It's called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Have you ever heard mm-hmm. of it? Yeah, have you read it? Mm-hmm. I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. That so was like the start of this whole personal growth, spiritual journey. That that was it. I, I read it in grade 12. And that was like the start. Uh, and then I started like meditating regularly. And just it really changed my perspective on the way I thought about life. I don't know why. Just something clicked. And and I've just been interested in 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 that and bettering myself. And it all kind of just leads in some way, shape or form to spirituality because it's like, you know, if you talk about if you want to talk about the hierarchy and needs and whatever, self-actualization is at the top. So everything's gonna eventually lead there at some way, shape, or form. So that's kind of where I'm at, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally relate. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Like kind of like you I, I relate to what you said in the sense of like free of the rule book and being able to determine it yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because I think everybody, at least at least when I when I've talked to people from different religions and I've taken a religion class in school here, and it seems like in general, the the you know, be a good person, treat others nicely, uh, th- that kind of stuff is all pretty similar throughout almost all religions, right? It's a generalization, but gen- generally, right? Um, and and. I don't think I personally need that for me to practice that I can I can take different things and put it together. It doesn't have to be like you have to follow these exact rules, which is why I do that. And I actually think interestingly enough, a lot of a lot of people in our generation feel that way when I've talked to them. Have you found that? Mm-hmm, definitely. And yeah. I think it's I think it's part and parcel due to I guess the the I guess I think in large part the internet and kind of like mm. the democratization of knowledge and kind of like exposure to different cultures. Yeah. Just keep in mind before in the fifties, if you wanted to learn about, let's say Hinduism or you wanted to learn about Sikhism, you had to like go to the library, but even then that probably wouldn't be enough. Someone who wrote the book would have to like travel there mm-hmm. have to go figure it all out themselves totally. and then bring a limited piece of that back. Right. But, we have the internet now. You can literally go on YouTube and like learn anything about any religion, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of opened us up to the possibility, or not necessarily possibility, but the reality of the many different worldviews that exist and perhaps their compatibility and how interconnected they all are. As you said, like the principles underlying them, you know, are the same, essentially. Like as, as a sweeping generalization, of course, I'm not including, you know, Perhaps I think what it is, is religion is, is an access point to the same, like, while the path may be different, kind of, they're all leading toward the same thing. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Which is kind of, as you mentioned, you know, that self-actualization, that hierarchy of needs and perhaps in some contexts it might not be self-actualization in the form of i'm increasing the self but perhaps self-actualization in the sense of oh i'm diminishing my sense of self diminishing my ego as in you know as as in zen and and you know the different sects of buddhism and all that you know all the different sectors um 
yeah, I think it's it's all kind of just leading towards the same thing with vastly different paths on how to get there. But I think what happens is that like oftentimes in terms of, and I'm talking about like generally throughout history, sometimes we as people get so caught up in the path and like turning around to other people and saying, hey, your path isn't right. Hey, your path isn't right. right. You're not on my path, right? But then without realizing that we're all headed towards the same place. Yeah, you know? And then we get caught up in the path battle and then we're trying to pull people over and then we have, you know, like, you know, all this conflict and stuff. But I think recognizing that the destination is the same, I think that's, you know, that's especially crucial for kind of finding that piece. And to answer your question, in our generation, you know, I think the dem- democratiz- the democratization of knowledge through the internet and also exposure to different cultures has kind of created that world view of, hey, I can take the principles, I can find the destination and not worry too much about the path and create my own path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't know like the, what the statistics are, if that's like 100% accurate, just the people that I've talked to at least, it seems like it's more common than, than you know, obviously long ago. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I haven't thought about it that way. You know, we have access to, it's, it's what, we, what we have access to, you know, learning about all that. So obviously more people or feeling similarly because first of all we're able to share our opinions and talk about it like we are right now mm-hmm. and and just accidentally learn about anything you want because before you know before it was like whatever was around you is what you knew because there was limited ways of learning other things unless you were to like move to india and experience the culture you're not gonna be able to really understand it what well, now i mean it's still i guess the same because watching a youtube video is not gonna be the exact same but Mm-hmm. it's it's a little better yeah yeah it's interesting it's an interesting topic and i want to just uh just really hit home again that i'm not like um trying to say other like religion is bad or any of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff i'm just talking from personal personal experience i think there's a lot of good thing because it's religion is kind of like a like you said a path or like the host for spirituality like how, kind of what we're talking about here um it's a great thing because because it makes it accessible for people, right? A lot of people, if they don't want to try to seek that just totally by themselves, there's a place to do it, which is great. And and people that you know practice religion have a better sense of purpose and generally live longer. And that is mm-hmm. that has been studied and researched, right? Yeah. So it's uh, there's definitely something to it. So there's a lot of good stuff that comes along with it. Yeah. What was your transition out of, if you don't mind talking about it, out of, mm-hmm. you said ca- you were Catholic, right? You grew mm-hmm. up? I was, yeah, I was hoping you'd ask. This is probably one of my favorite topics to talk about, actually. Kind oh, of figuring oh, out. I, I, I'm happy you asked. This is probably one of my favorite topics to talk about and probably the one that I've thought about the most. Mm. Or at least like read, read like did my research and tried to read up on it. Rolling down my sleeves. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Prepared. Yeah. So the story. Basically, I was born to a Catholic family. And of course, you know, if you're Filipino, like I forget the statistics exactly, but majority of the Philippines is Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, large majority of the Philippines is Catholic, small minority of uh, Protestant Christians, and then also another minority of Muslims in the South. And so I'm born into the majority Catholic, you know, and I was baptized. I even went to a Catholic private school, you know, a Catholic all boys school. And as a kid, I wanted to be a priest. And so, wow, in, like at home and stuff, I would, I learned like 
all the rites and stuff, I would literally pretend priest, you wow. know. Um, like I learned all the prayers and everything, like the mystery of faith and and all that kind of stuff. If, so you're, if you're Catholic, you know, you'll you'll know all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I would play around with that. I would take a rice cracker as the host and like my little uh, plastic <laughs> goblet filled with juice. And I'd like do the entire yeah. like communion rites and everything. Yeah. And I was really into it. You know, that's what I wanted to do. And so in grade seven, I left Catholic, uh, Catholic school to go to a public school mm-hmm. and um, kind of in doing so I was like, keep in mind, like throughout my life, I was always exposed to Christianity, but it was never really an option for me because i it was outside of my family circle Mm. right so i went to public school um met new friends met girls you know life expanded for me from my all boys catholic school days (laughs) and so you know life was really expanding um so i was um one of my friends uh was part of a denomination of Christian called Seventh Day Adventists, and so you know I, I kind of heard more about that. I was interested in that, and so I you know uh, converted from like Catholic to Seventh Day Adventist, and I started to go started to go to their church as well. Eventually, my mom came with me, and kind of like that's kind of where we got plugged in, and we were able to find a community there, and we were, like really deeply resonated kind of with what was being taught there, and kind of like the way of doing things. Um, it, it's what worked for us. Again, I'm not saying that anything's yeah, better or worse. Yeah. It was just, you know, what worked for my family. And my mom still goes, you know, to this church to this day. It's like six blocks away, seven blocks away. Made so many good friends from it. Midway through. Can you through, explain that? Sorry to interrupt you. Can you explain yeah, the course. difference between the kind of the major differences between those two? Because mm-hmm, I don't actually, I have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. So Catholics, um, I think, you know, Catholicism is pretty self-explanatory. It's, you know, one of the major world religions. They worship on Sundays predominantly. Um, You know, there's a priest who's kind of like the intercessor between the people and God. With the Seventh-day Adventist church, they they worship on Saturdays, which is the traditional like Jewish uh, Shabbat, right, which is the seventh seventh day of the week. And that's why they're Seventh-day Adventists, there's not really like in most non-denominate. Well, like most Protestant Christianity, there are obviously exceptions, of course, with everything. Um, there's no priest per se. There's no intercessor. It's kind of your own personal relationship with God. And then there's kind of there's a pastor, you know, who's like teaching and like you know do, doing that thing. But it's you know mainly like your own relationship. You don't need to like go to a priest to get forgiven, mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's just like that. That's kind of the main difference. The day of worship is the big difference. And so mid 2017, um, when I was in grade 11 or 12, grade 12. Yeah. In grade 12. No. Yeah. Grade 12. I found this one non-denominational church on YouTube and they were from Vancouver. And I really resonated kind of like with the pastor sermons and everything. And I was like, Oh yeah, I, I feel this so strongly. Like he was super passionate. It was like listening to Gary Vaynerchuk speak, you know, I was like pulled in. I was like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. And so I went to check out that church. I really loved the people there. I got plugged into that and kind of, you know, for, a multitude of different reasons. I don't like ever, you know, talking bad about anyone or everything, you know, the people were lovely. Um, just due to a handful of different reasons, I decided to leave. And when I left, I was, I guess, kind of really jaded hmm. in terms of the, 
jaded in regards to kind of like Christianity and religion and everything. And so I decided to kind of go out on my own spiritual exploration. And so that summer I like took out all the books on like philosophy. Uh, I read a whole bunch of books on like different world world religions. I read on, I read about Islam. I read about Judaism. I read about Buddhism. Um, I read about Sikhism, Hinduism, like just trying to study all the different, you know, world religions and like kind of realizing, whoa, as we mentioned before, we're all kind of like leading towards the same destination. And since then, I've kind of like been on my own path of finding what works for me, whether that's, you know, um, for a while, I was like really big on like law of attraction and stuff for me now, not so much anymore. And like, there's an ebb and flow kind of to, I guess, the spiritual journey. You know, it's not like a set linear thing, but, you know, mm-hmm. there's an ebb and flow. Different things come in and they come out. Um, but I'd say kind of the big fundamental switch that has kind of like cemented everything and kind of like in a snap moment kind of just aligned everything for me was reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Like when when I read that, that kind of just like, it it just resonated with me so deeply. And I was like, whoa, this is what I was looking for. this entire time and kind of I've been very comfortably kind of in this space of now you know in in this kind of uh like very present oriented just way of going about life Mm -hmm. and you know it's where I see myself for a long time of course you know I'm always open to you know as things change if perhaps I get you know exposed to something new and then perhaps my beliefs might change and you know all that kind of stuff. But that's kind of what has led me to where I am now. The long story. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's my story. Well, it's interesting. Um, do you do you ever call yourself religious now? Or you removed no. yourself from that term? Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. say I, I'm definitely, like, I mean, I don't really, like, have too much use for, like, titles in terms mm-hmm. of, like, descriptors, mm-hmm. in terms of spiritual practices and stuff. But if I were to, I'd just say, you know, spiritual yeah. Or even more so, I just say here, you know. There you go. Look at that. Yeah, I think that's what's interesting about this is that it's it's such a wide, wide range of like experience that determines all of this. Like, it's hard to just put a title on it. People say religion; mm-hmm. it's gonna give a different reaction from every person because everybody's gonna think about something different, right? Mm-hmm. For me, like I said, I'm gonna think of kind of the rules that come along with religion. Some people are going to say, wow, God changed my life. I love it. You know, like there's there's so many different things and, and it's all under the same umbrella. Like what you just talked about, reading philosophy is is totally right up, right down the same path. But um, I think it's kind of, I knew we would get to this kind of conversation and that's why I think it's important to talk about because uh, I don't find, at least in my own circle, we're talking about this kind of thing enough just because it's interesting like it helps to widen your perspective and and understand that oh i never really maybe realized that there was there was a big realization one time you know we were saying i was like oh everything is they're relatively talking about the same thing i had never thought about that there was a point in my life where i was like all of a sudden somebody said that kind of and i i understood it and i was like that makes a whole lot of sense but i had never thought that you know, like two different religions from opposite sides of the world were maybe talking about the same thing. I always thought that it was like, I don't know, do people actually think that, you know, God is a is a 
floating guy up in you know the clouds and and they uh like other religions are thinking there's another person and and maybe some people do believe that maybe it's just like a kind of a they're they're saying it's like a manifestation of all these other you know i don't know thoughts or ideas but but that's why i think it's important to talk about it because it's just such an interesting perspective and um and spirituality can be many different things. We started talking here about like ghosts and stuff, and mm-hmm. and I I still think you know that's that's part of it. It's just very widespread, and it's not a thing that we should be scared to talk about. You know, kind of get mm-hmm. like people. Um, I mean, there's still times where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to. Like even during this, I'm like thinking, I was like, I don't know if we should. Is this okay to talk about? But I think it's important mm-hmm. to talk about. I think we need to. We're not cutting anybody down, and and as long as you're coming from a good place, it's. Mm-hmm. It's how we learn, I guess. I don't know. That's my. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. It's so important to op- to approach kind of everything, and especially you know, like spirituality, religion, and everything with kind of open mindedness. You know, yeah. being open to possibilities. Um, recently, I've been reading this book called "The Psychology of Money" by Morgan Housel. Super good book. Like really easy read. I've been really enjoying it. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't heard of that one. Gotcha. It's, it's a great, it's yeah. pretty good. The Psychology of Money. And basically the first thing that he opens up with, and yes, it's a book about finance and everything, but really like finance is really just ultimately a human psychological thing, right? right. <laughs> the, the yeah, okay. you know, finance and the economy is just really personal finance is just human behavior and psychology. And so like, it's very important to understand it in this way. And one of the things that he said in kind of chapter one there's like 20 rules and this is rule number one or perhaps lesson number one that he learned um not everyone isn't crazy is kind of like what he said i i think something like that like nobody is crazy or everybody isn't crazy um which at first i was like what do you mean there's definitely some crazy people (laughs) out there you know like i can i can name off the top of my head i work with a few it's so funny you know um i look in the mirror um yeah like that's the first thing he said like nobody is crazy and kind of he explained it's like different people grow up in different circumstances and contextually that informs their view of reality for example if you were born in the 70s right if you were born in the 70s from the time that you were born the economy was just going up right stocks were just going up like crazy you know it it tripled Um, it, it increased threefold over the span of i forget how long and so you know if you were born in the 70s you'd be like yeah stocks are the right choice to make the economy right. goes up However, if you were born in the 50s, if you were born 20 years earlier, the economy literally just like did nothing. It kind of stayed flat, you know? Mm. And so you'd believe eh, stocks aren't really the, you know, stocks aren't really the move, you know? And that's informed by kind of the environment that you were brought up in. And I think the same, like even even for us, you know, like we've been living in such like, well, what, by now, like one of the longest, you know, unpopped bull markets in history you know things are (laughs) things have just been going up and stuff and so like generally we're pretty optimistic about the market but like let's compare that to someone who perhaps lives through the great depression right Mm -hmm. we have no conceptualization of you know what that is or even the 2008 crisis anyways bringing this back to you know our discussion about religion i think the same thing applies here no one is crazy they're simply making decisions that are contextual to what best suits them and the environment that they grew up in and what works best them you know oftentimes i think it's easy to get caught up in a trap of like 
like hey like don't lie to me sometimes like you see some of the things that people believe and you're like what you know yeah. like it doesn't make sense of course um, everybody like, does you yeah. know you're like question in your head is like oh that's that's dumb that's like what why why do you do that you know but recognizing that a they probably think the same thing about you b it's all contextual mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's contextual to your experience and i think one thing that that he said in the book that kind of resonated with me and i'll pass it over to you was that this one quote sometimes you never fully understand something until you experience it yeah experience 100%. you know is necessary for full understanding yeah you know mm-hmm. anyways that that's kind of my thought kind of yeah kind of parallel in what do you think yeah like that applies to everything not just whatever spirituality religion we're talking about here um you need to really it's something i've realized recently and i'm trying to work on it's not easy because you get so it's so easy to just go well i don't understand it because i haven't you know you haven't experienced that i don't understand it so it's wrong that's the easy way to do it, which makes sense, you know, from a kind of just behavioral standpoint. It's like, okay, I don't get it. Therefore, it's incorrect. However, the the challenge is like making the choice to try to understand it. And it's hard. I've been trying to work on it and I'm not great at it still. But for any kind of situation, it's like, um, well, I'm I'm thinking even just, you know, within within my relationships, you know, and you start to realize that, okay, this bothers me about that person. I don't like the way they think. I don't like the way they act maybe in this situation. But then you just go like, why Why are they reacting that way? Try to like do a little, not that I'm a psychologist or anything, but just like think about why would they be reacting that way? And why, why would you react the way you would in that situation? Well, we've obviously had different experiences there. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what, you know, that's why this person, it's so hard for them to try to, do this thing and you're just like well it's just easy just do it well that's not how it works because you haven't lived the experience that they have that makes them react in that way and and realizing that is a big was a big thing for me which sounds so simple it sounds so simple when i say it all out like that but it's uh it's it's funny because it's not like your immediate reaction right it's not your like what you would normally think so that's just like a learning as you're saying as you grow up you learn to understand which i why you know, saying that now, I, it's probably why, you know, on average, older people, seniors are are generally pretty like, um, well, they, they can be pretty calm and, and kind of understanding on average. They're um, it's obviously people, so everybody's different, right? Everybody's different. But I thought of but, a few grandparents. <laughs> well, that's what I'm just saying. But <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but but you, can, you start to understand that, OK, you know, they're they're 21. They don't know what's going on. It's all good. Um, and I think that's something we learn is probably we go older, or at least we should prioritize learning as we get older. It's it's definitely an interesting thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. It's like even now, I think I mentioned this last time. Like looking, looking uh, at the fact that hey, there are kids who are grown up now that were born in two thousand six. No. Not not real. <laughs> right, just, just thinking about that. Oh, that's okay. so funny. If they were born in 2006, uh, kids born in 2006 would be 16 this year. 2006, 4, 10, 20, plus 2, 4 plus 2. Yeah, 16. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, kids born in 2000. Yeah, which is which is crazy to think about. And like looking, looking at that, like even us right now, our conceptualization of that, 
makes us feel like such boomer. <laughs> I know. It makes us feel so old, right? Um, but I think it's also being, you know, like open-minded to that and like realizing they're growing up in a different age in a different context, in a different environment. And on the entire concept of open-mindedness, like to your point, you know, like oftentimes, like if I'm not careful, I can also be like really judgmental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's why don't just, just do it, you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's part and parcel of like us like loving teaching so much. Mm. Sometimes like if our patience isn't, you know, also, if our teaching isn't equally tempered with patience, right. then, you know, it can easily turn into judgment, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that's something I've been working on as well. And specifically, like, you know, I'm going to say, you know, if anyone's listening, like, I'm happy to have, you know, like a discussion. I'm open minded, nothing but love. Like, that's specifically how I've been kind of approaching people with different views than me. And like Mm. trying to think from their perspective, like, for example, um, I've made a very conscious effort to like understand, like, why do people vote for somebody like Trump, you know, or perhaps why do people um, like understanding, you know, like the different things that are coming up, you know, understanding, oh, why do people on this side think this way? And specifically the specific application. Uh, and the specific application of this that I've kind of been delving into and really, you know, trying deeply to understand and empathize with is kind of like the entire like truck thing, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, the, the entire like, you know, like freedom convoy thing and everything. Like I, I personally like, you know, disagree with lots of the things that perhaps they might be doing, perhaps some of the things that they might be presenting, all that kind of stuff. And at the same time, I'm still trying to make a very conscious effort to understand them. You know, Mm -hmm. I think in kind of in the the culture that we live in, I don't know how I got to this tangent. (laughs) I think this is, I shared something in my story today. I don't know if you saw, which is related to this. Gotcha. Yeah, I I haven't seen it. But I think in this culture that we live in currently, you know, we live in a Twitter culture in the sense that it's all about putting out what we think, you know, share this, you know, share what you think, but not a listening culture, right? So Mm -hmm. much, so many of the disagreements and issues on the global stage could just be solved by sitting down and genuinely listening and seeking to understand. And kind of that's what I've been trying to do, like be really open-minded, like as much as I might disagree, like, okay, why do you think what you think? Oh, it's contextual because you grew up in this area and you saw how that influenced the economy. Okay, and then your family also had this job. And so when they got fired in their path, uh, so that's what you do. That's why you do what you do. And I think the fundamental thing that I just come to the conclusion of is, I disagree, but I still understand, you know? That's it. Like disagreeing with understanding, I think. That's, that's what it has to be, which, and mm-hmm. if you don't get to that point, as wars and stuff start, right? Like it's it's it disagreeing and then just be mad about it because mm-hmm. you don't understand. Um, I don't need to read exactly what I have here, but this, mm-hmm. my, uh, the thing I shared today was about cancel culture, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm not sure what your thoughts are. I, I know. I can assume what your thoughts are. Oh, I could are. go on and on. Um, like we could do a whole episode about this. Thing. <laughs> but it, it's kind of in this realm of what you what you just said I shared this morning. And, and it was, um, we live in at least this Twitter, whatever you call it, Twitter. Twitter land. That's not going to call it. Yeah, um, culture. Yeah. And, and it's it's this, this whole thing with cancel culture too, which I didn't even know was a term until like about a year ago. And then I was like, okay, yep, that's totally a thing. Um, that 
there's parts of it that are understandable, I guess, you know, in certain applications. There's also parts of it where it's like one person does one little thing. They're human, but their world's on display, their, their life's on display. We aren't coming from a place of understanding. We disagree with what they did. We all agree that it's wrong, probably. We don't understand why it happened and that maybe that doesn't make up their whole character. And that's my personal problem with this whole cancel culture thing was like everybody makes mistakes. You know, everybody has those days. I know, that's what literally about. what I thought in my head. Um, <laughs> I was about to sing it, but then I didn't want to interrupt what, you. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> well, Hannah Montana on the podcast. Um, but you, you know what I mean? Like, like, and and it's easy to, and then we get that this this particular post is talking about kind of like being part of the mob where it's just like, you know, that, that uh, group mentality and then everybody just hops on and then all of a sudden everybody's on it, so you have to agree. But... My, my point here, coming back to it, is I think we, because of the internet specifically, you know, we this Twitter culture or whatever, um, we don't listen or try to understand as much. It's like this is presented as fact. It's on the internet. It must be true. I, I'm not even going to bother thinking about the context or or what this person may be experiencing or why they acted the way they did or why this happened. Um, now I've, I'm not trying to be like, oh yes, I never do it. Of course I do it. It's, it's part of the internet. It's what happens. But I think we need to, as a, you know, just group society of humans, try to reverse it because it's dangerous. It's dangerous, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. Intolerance, like anger and intolerance and canceling is easy. Mm -hmm. Of course. Tolerance is so much harder genuine understanding is hard and that's why many people like that's why we often struggle to reach that place you know it takes effort mm -hmm. you know to try to understand it's easy to send a tweet but it's hard to read or listen to someone whom you disagree who you might disagree with right and mm -hmm. i think it's about taking that effort even like in our conversation today right like talk about like bringing back to like supernatural stuff like spirituality religion kind of cancel culture twitter everything it, it kind of you know comes down comes back to open-mindedness and understanding you right. know making the effort to understand instead of just standing on a soapbox you know mm -hmm. yeah like it's a just listening is is not a I don't know if it's, has it ever been, do you think, a priority in, in just like history? Because I think it's just humans, we like to talk, you know, we like to say our own thing, be heard, which is comforting, boost our ego, share our own thoughts. But, but I don't know, I'm just not like, I, I don't think, I don't even know, if, I don't think we're getting better necessarily, mm -hmm. but it's just, I guess it's a conscious, conscious thing. It's like even... And I have to try to, I have to catch myself because I'll do it. Um, but you walk up to the average person, like walk up to an average conversation that's happening and watch the people. Usually somebody, a couple people, when the other person's talking, they're trying to find a place where they pause so they can talk. I'm like, you, mm -hmm. you're not, you're not listening to what they're saying. You're just mm -hmm. waiting to talk. Conversation is you talk. I listen. We switch. We ch exchange ideas. That's the whole mm -hmm. point. But generally conversations are like you know um you talk i talk neither of us listen to each other we both just share what we want and i feel better about myself yeah <laughs> right so it, it, it takes an active thing and i i like 
on these. Like it's so hard sometimes where I'm like, I I'm, I have things because you 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 present great ideas specifically you and 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 I'm like right that's awesome you. that makes me think about this I want to say that but I'm like no I gotta, I gotta let me I want to <laughs> I want to finish hearing what he's saying because it's great um so it's it's a it's an active thing right it's not passive which is the hard part I think with all of this stuff basically personal development in general is an active it's an active process which is what makes it hard mm-hmm. yeah, yeah anything that's worthwhile anything that's worth doing is not necessarily easy to do but i i so relate with that i think this is like like ever since like doing this podcast with you has been like a really great exercise and just like listening you know mm. and like just being fully here you know with yeah. you like i was um actually before we recorded our first episode i was like i was listening to a whole bunch of uh like you know do you know uh <laughs> i bet you know this do you know who evan carmichael is yeah, I got a story channel. about that. I'll tell you after. <laughs> I got you. Gotcha. I got, yeah, I do. You gotcha. Okay, so you know the YouTube channel. I was watching one of his like uh, compilations of like Oprah, you know, because like Oprah's, you know, definitely someone I look up to in many regards. And one thing that she said about her interviews that kind of stood out to me that I've kind of been just like carrying, you know, into this is that it, exactly to your point, lots of people usually when they enter a conversation are just waiting to speak are thinking about what they want to say in their own head as the other person is speaking. But instead, like, this has been a really great practice. Like, in a way, I'm, like, meditating on your speaking. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm meditating as you're speaking, just, like, not having any thoughts, just, like, hmm. And whatever kind of response comes out as a result of that, oh, it is what it is. Yeah. You no, know, it, it's a practice of not thinking as you speak and just giving you the space, you know, like, hey, present your ideas, go be amazing, you know? Like, right. give, giving you the space to, you know, yeah. You get what I mean. Yeah. So you said you had a story. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll tell you after. I'll, um, uh-huh. I don't want to share it on here, but, um, oh, okay, gotcha. was there anything specific that Oprah said that was, that was kind of notable to you in um, that? I don't remember the exact quote, but it was the sentiment that she shared is that instead of, you know, waiting to speak or thinking about what to say, oftentimes like, you know, in- interviewers in her context, you know, when she's interviewing people, oftentimes the interviewer is just thinking of the next question. Right. just so that they don't stumble on their words but instead of doing that just right just being fully here mm-hmm. it makes it easier it like like i really resonate with this and i think this is not this is applicable to anybody listening um if you're not interviewing people on a podcast you have conversations everybody has conversations in their day that's how we operate as humans so apply this to your life and i try to like in just average conversations because when I first started this and I was interviewing or, or, or uh, it, it, this, the goal is still like conversations was ne- not necessarily an interview, but sometimes I'd like, you know, I had questions to kind of follow or whatever. I would, I found it really hard where I was like, I really want to listen, but I also want to like think about what to say next. So I don't stumble. And when I was kind of caught in between those two, there's periods where I would just like, I would totally lose my train of thought and I didn't know what to say because I was trying to practice what I was going to say and then they said something and like asked me a question and I was like, oh, I wasn't ready for it. You know, when I, I started to, um, I mean, like anything, the more you do it, the better you get. But I started to get more comfortable and, and just really try to genuinely hear what the other person's saying and then respond to it without thinking about it first. You think about it, they ask you something or, or they finish talking and then you say, how does that make me feel? What do I think? Share it. And it's a weird thing that, it's such a simple, like you say, talking to somebody is such a simple thing that we all do so much of. But 
like no very few people are good at it you know like myself included it's it's a hard thing to do and if you ever listen if you ever have a conversation with somebody who's a very good listener and are, are like good at having a conversation in the sense that they they fully hear you they internalize what you're saying and respond to it wholeheartedly it's a like out of this world experience because um i have i have a couple of people in my life when when that i'm able to have lucky enough to have those conversations with and it's like um it's crazy and oprah you know oprah's one of those people you watch her interviews and it's either her her stuff is so she's such a good interviewer because it's not all i'm sure it is partially pre-planned out but it's not all just like this is exactly what's going to happen it's it it's natural and and she's actually listening so i think maybe it sounds like the moral of or the, the takeaway from today is to uh to listen more it applies to everything yeah and it especially applies to this podcast so make sure that you listen more <laughs> that's right the listen whole, more <laughs> exactly the, the entire moral of the story was a was a promo it was the an entire, ad that's right 50 you minute ad we're here to have a genuine conversation <laughs> no watch more of our podcast but yeah like that's just the moral of the story you know i completely agree with you you know listen to one another more you know like be open-minded and you know create space for one another mm. so, yeah so i guess on that note in regards to listening we'll catch you in next week's episode hopefully you'll stick around yeah. listen to us more we'll listen to you if you have any comments you know you can hit us up on instagram at any time we're happy to you know like respond to any of the things that you throw at us um any questions that you might have we'll be happy to include it on the show as well or uh topics you know we just need mm-hmm. things to talk about so sometimes it's nice to have a separate perspective somebody just throwing out a random idea and we'd love to talk about it so uh amir where can the people find you on the old internet you can all find me at amir coro a-m-e-e-r-c-o-r-r-o anywhere that you use the internet that's instagram twitter youtube facebook wherever you might wherever you might find somebody yeah all all the places places. at amir coro a-m-e-e-r-c-o-r-r-o what about you mr harrison where will they find you instagram at harrison king official HarrisonKingOfficial.com and uh, YouTube.com slash HarrisonKingOfficial. You can find all the good stuff right there. Uh, Amir, Officially the best person ever. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not <laughs> sure about that, but <laughs> why, don't you, uh, why don't you close us out, Amir? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in today. We'll catch you next week. Live a good life, and we'll talk next time. See ya. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit us on Instagram and TikTok at Let's Talk About Life Pod. And for more information, head on over to HarrisonKingOfficial.com forward slash podcast. Now it's time for you to get out there and have a deep, meaningful conversation in your own life.